what's going on. So we, we knew that, that or there's a lot of rumors. And then you even explained to me that you planned on retiring uh, when we saw each other at the WPS sales meeting a couple months ago now. Um, and then uh, things changed. Now you're, you're going back racing. So uh, back injury, you, you, you crashed um, at Houston, right? The first round of the season. Um, was that kind of the start of the back injury or was it kind of already lingering from something else before that? And just give us a little bit of a rundown of what happened. Yeah. Uh, it had nothing to do with Houston. Um, more to do with a uh, really gnarly ankle sprain at Indy two, I think it was Indy two or Indy three um, that I lost some tension. Um, but it's, it's been a long build to get to the point where I had to stop riding for a while and, you know, make a new plan and, and kind of reinvent the wheel with how my posture and how I take impact and load and stuff through my body. So, uh, it was, a, it was a long build to get to there, but, um, that was maybe the straw that broke the camel's back was the, the indie thing, you know, could have been a lot of things, but that's kind of the one thing that comes to mind really. And yeah, I mean, there, there was some speculation and, and even I kind of had considered retiring and thought that that was the, the way that I was going to go just because the timeline that had been laid out in front of me and what it looked like as far as the corporation making a decision. So that was kind of my only option. And then, um, some things changed within, within that. And, um, the timeline was extended and my back continued to, to improve and really just got better and better. And, um, I'm in a, a good spot rode four times this week on supercross and just feel, feel like myself again on the bike. You know, it was a, a long time off. And even like from the time I got hurt during supercross till the time I stopped during outdoors was spotty at best. As far as riding went, you know, there was some six, six or eight week gaps in there. And, um, so it's really been like February since like February, January, or February, since I had a really good solid month and, and, you know, like day-to-day program. So it's nice to be kind of back in a little bit of a routine and, um, making some forward progress. Cool. So, the 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 injury was was obviously your back right your lower back and uh oh uh, yeah yeah and then the ankle injury how did that play into the back injury well it's a lot of uh anatomy of basically an anatomy lesson but um like i have uh super hyper lax joints and um just a loss of tension from my shoulder to my ankle you know your back goes x uh the the muscles in your back are basically an x so my left ankle turned into tightness on my right side, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it's, it's been a, a lot of layers to peel back and, and get to the bottom of it. And really, like I said, just kind of reinvent the way that I um, load and impact through, through my body and through my back. And it's been a, a really fun process, but at the same time, uh, occasionally frustrating because it's like, you know, back and forth on progress and, you know, am I making progress? Am I not? So um, to kind of get to a point now where I'm comfortable with riding and um, being able to say that I'm going to go racing is, is really rewarding. Nice. That's cool. And so you've been working with, uh, I see on Instagram, Dr. Brandon Keelman. I don't know if that's how you say his last name, but uh, he's got you doing all kinds of wild things in the gym. And, and it looks like uh, looks like it's working, obviously, because you started doing it back when we thought that you were going to retire. And now you're you're still doing it and you're, you're going racing again. Yeah, I originally met um, Dr. Kalman uh, in 2018 when I was rehabbing a, a shoulder reconstruction from my 
crash at Lakewood. And um, we just kind of kept in touch. And I knew that he had been doing a lot of work with um, Bax and uh, this concept called Goda. It's it's like a, I don't even know how you would explain it, but it's like a very specific, specialized um, pattern of movement. And whenever this all happened, I I went there for a couple of weeks and then I'd go to California because they wanted more answers. And so did I. And, it, you know, we kind of let it lapse, but like the last, uh, basically since Lakewood, when I ruled out getting surgery um we've been every day you know seven days a week um grinding on this thing and it really uh ha- has kind of turned the corner for me that's awesome and is he close to home to you in florida uh he's about an hour away the gym that he works out of so i go there sometimes and he comes to me sometimes nice. um just in my garage and we just uh we we hammer there nice and then are, is it is it surprising or or uh like what's that process been like? Cause I know I personally went through it with a shoulder that the you know, doctor said, you'll never be able to ride again. You can't lift your arm, this and that. And then through therapy, you know, I had to do the little things, focusing on the little muscle groups that, you know, you're lifting for me, it was lifting two pound weights while laying on the table. And it's just embarrassing if anybody walks in while you're doing it. But at the end of the day, you know, after a couple months of doing it, you're like, wow, I feel a lot stronger. I can ride now. I can ride with my elbows up a little bit. So is that kind of what it's like for you? Was it, was it hard to kind of buy into to his program where he's having you do exercises that are a lot different than normal? No, not really. I mean, like the movement side of things and the way it all works has really been um, intriguing to me for quite some time now since I got my first functional movement screen in like 2010 or 11. All that, like with corrective ex- different movement patterns, it's always interested me. So um, I kind of knew that the gist of what I was getting into and knew that it wasn't going to be exactly your traditional route. So um, it hasn't been been a huge surprise, but the the progress and just kind of how come in the short amount of time and to see the the images from the MRI and stuff, you know, just kind of affirms that we were really kind of unsure of what that was going to look like as far as like a medical imaging standpoint. And the change was actually massive. So um, that was really cool for for both of us, really. Nice. That's awesome. And so the pain was, was it lower back? Was it when you're walking or riding or lifting things? Or what was that like when you were having it? Um, it, it basically just like my pelvis was locked in one position that I couldn't move through and, and, uh, a lot of pain in my SI joints, which is kind of strange for what I had going on. And that was what, uh, ended up kind of ruling out surgery for me was the fact that it wasn't like centralized back pain. It was more, um, around everything. And that was the reason that I chose to try therapy give myself six months or a year to, to try to reprogram the way I move and the way um, my body, you know, like I said, takes, um, force. So I'm, I'm really glad that I did in hindsight, I was, I was a little nervous to, uh, just say no to surgery and try to move forward and doing something that is not as proven or, you know, is there's no risk in it really, I guess, you know, it wasn't going to hurt much worse than what it did. So, um, I, I just try to choose the path and, uh, go all in. Nice. Nice. Well, that's good. I'm stoked that you were able to figure it out without surgery because surgery is, even if it's fixing something, it's still just gnarly that the process of of going under the knife and having something like done like that. So that's pretty awesome to see you guys. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And so you've, you've also said that uh, you're planning on 22 as being your last year. Is that, that official or or what's going on there? Well, I mean, that was my plan all along. Like, uh, like I said, in the other interview, 
um, I asked for a one year extension, you know, at the beginning of 21 into 2020 and the beginning of 21, um, because that was kind of my plan to do a year after 21. So obviously going to be other opportunities to race, but I think as a full-time professional supercross and motocross racer, this will be my last full season. Cool. Cool. And so that takes me to, you know, we've seen you, I've seen you do adventure bike rides. I think was it was it Iceland or Greenland that you went to? I went to Iceland, but not on a not on an adventure bike ride. I really want to go on an adventure bike ride, and I'm trying to set something up um, with a friend for the end of the year, mm-hmm. uh, for the end of next year, to be able to go. So um, that's that's on my on my list of things to do. Um, but I did go to Iceland just for a, a fun trip with some buddies. Uh, we got an RV and drove around the whole island for a week, and it was uh, super cool, super cool. And so where uh like what kind of things interest you right now uh after racing because you you did a gncc race right um and uh you've seen like we've seen andrew short he transitioned into off-road and then rally racing um is that something that you'd be interested in or or where uh where do you want to go after this um i really don't know uh i've always had some interest in the gncc thing i think that <clears throat> the racing and the atmosphere is just unmatched uh in in motorcycle racing i guess i think that it's just a more fun more laid back atmosphere but also guys they rip you know um i, I wasn't not exactly peak form last year when i went but i got absolutely smoked so um i mean that that's that's a big uh big piece to bite off for what i've already kind of done this will be my 17th season as a professional racer and you know I, I just i don't know we'll see how i feel at the end of next season and um kind of go from there that's cool super cool all right and then uh knowing from from past experience being injured going to the races watching and and kind of looking at it from a different perspective always teaches you a lot i feel like i'm smarter now that i'm watching more races and and riding for fun and riding here and there than i was when i was just in the game time mode and you, you you're you appreciate racing you you've had a, a career that's a lot different than most most top racers most 450 champions and uh i don't think you take it for granted you know in comparison to to others but at the same time when you're in the grind you kind of have your blinders on your focus on the task at hand so what was it like to go to the races to help out rj hampshire he said that you helped him out quite a bit um what was it like to be there kind of with the blinders off uh, just experiencing the race from a different perspective and what have you kind of learned through that you, you get kind of caught up in that like pressure trap right where it's like you gotta do this and this and this to do this on the weekend or you know you've got to do those hard days which the hard days are my my fun part you know the fun part of the year for me is like from now until the first race like the really grindy season um is what i like but you know just just appreciating the small things is so huge and it's so easy to see like you said outside of outside of being a racer um when you can when you're trying to tell somebody what to do it it's really easy but um when you're doing it yourself it's a lot harder to just kind of take it all in and realize where you're at in the sport and what you're you're um privileged and blessed to do like it's just uh it's a different different perspective a different look at it and that's that's my goal for the season is to just you know put in what i know needs to be done and really go to and just take in every moment and and enjoy that knowing that you know this is going to be my last year of my last full year of racing and um you know do it at, at the highest level that i that i can and that i that i ever have totally totally what's uh what's one tangible thing that that's going to be different you think are you going to be you know less stressed out or are you going to think more about doing this or are you going to watch study more races in between you know each round or what's like something tangible that you think you'll be doing different 
for this season. It's more just a, a gratitude thing, right? Like uh, for me, just I get so caught up in, in the little things and, you know, I stress details so, so much and numbers, whether it's heart rate or watts or, what you know, whatever on the bike, off the bike, it's all to play for for me you know and um i think that there's there's room for just relaxing and kind of enjoying the whole program as far as you know going to the races seeing opening ceremonies you know they drive far and wide or fly far and wide to come to a supercross and i not only do i get to go to them every weekend but i get to race in them every weekend you know it's it's a it's a bit of a perspective which and um that's that's the main thing for me is just kind of keeping all that in check really just enjoying everything that that i'm blessed to be able to do that's super cool super cool all right and then uh another big change not going to be with Alden Baker next year. Um, going to the 83 compound, we got what Cooper Webb there, Vogel, Savachi, the Lawrence brothers, um, and now Zach Osborne. It's uh, can you can you give us some insight, like kind of the reason why you wanted to to make a change for the last season? Um, the main thing was just like um, to to maintain my back. The program that I need to do to maintain my back is very uh, gym heavy gym um dependent i guess you would say and um it just didn't seem realistic that alden and i could kind of come together on that being my main you know form of gym so that was that was the main reason for the switch you know it was it ended um gracefully and uh i'm very grateful to alden for all that he's done for me and for my career over the over the past five years but it was time for me to to make a change and the main reason that i chose um Compound 83 is, yeah, just the, the, the guys that are there are fast. And um, I think that's one of the biggest benefits to being at Alden's is just having a, a group of fast guys to ride with and train with every day. So um, it just seemed like the most uh, the most fitting place to go. And Totally, totally. Awesome. And then um, the air shock that you guys ran on in Supercross this season, uh, I thought it was super cool. I know a lot of people are interested in it. It's kind of uh, it's kind of secretive, you know, there's not a lot of information about, about it out there, but, uh, what was, what was it like riding with that for you? And, and did you stick with it the whole time or were you kind of going back and forth? Uh, I stuck with it until I stopped racing, I believe. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but it, it was great. Um, it was a huge improvement for, for the chassis that we had last year. Um, I'm not sure that we'll, we'll continue with it this year with our, um, with our bike, but I think, uh, for the time being, it was, it was cool. It was fun to try new, you know, new things and be a part of those really early, early days testing phases. So yeah, I enjoyed it. It was something that I really was kind of against when it, when they first started talking about it or started riding with it or whatever, but, um, quickly came around whenever I, I kind of realized how good it was. That's cool. And what was like different about it? Just the way it handled or, or could you feel that it was lighter or, or what was something that, that was different about it? Well, it kind of filled a void for something we were looking for or searching for. And I think that that was kind of the biggest benefit. Um, but definitely just a, a completely different feel to uh spring shock or, you know, something more conventional, which I guess is only a spring shock. But um, yeah, just a, just a totally different feeling than what you would what you would normally feel on the same. You know, obviously we tested that stuff religiously back to back, and um, just a totally different ball game. That's cool, super cool. All right, and then um, signature goggle got it right here. The Zach Osborne special. I think it's 
beautiful. It stands out quite a bit. Um, what's it like to uh, to have your own goggle now with with FMF and 100%? And um, are we going to see more stuff like that in the future? Uh, first of all, it's awesome. It's it's a huge honor. Um, whenever they, you know, whenever we originally started talking about the deal, that was a huge a huge selling point for me. And um, I'm sure you probably got like the media kit box thing. Yep. Yep. That thing was cool. They sent me one. I asked them to save me one because I knew that there was um, some sort of present, you know, media presentation for the launch and um, just the whole thing. It's been humbling. And, and uh, again, I'm, you know, I'm very grateful for the experience to have my name on something like that. And um, I had, you know, pretty much complete free reign over uh, what it looked like and everything. So it's, it's really cool to see, um, people reacting in such a positive way and have a cool product out there with, uh, with my own kind of special touch on it. Cool. That's awesome here. Awesome here. 